Welcome back to another episode of Off the Top Podcast. It is your main man, Jordan, coming in with another spicy Titan review of Attack on Titan, the final season, episode two, that just dropped this Sunday. And today we have a very, very special guest. It is one of my best friends in the whole wide world, another Attack on Titan fan, and uh, another great A human being. We have Chris. Chris, how's it going, man? Good, man. Thanks for having me. Excited to talk about uh, all things Attack on Titan. <laughs> well, uh, I knew that it, I would be in good company if I did it with you. So thanks again. Huge thank you for joining. And uh, hopefully we'll have you on more of these because I think this will be tons of fun. You bring another like really sharp eye to this stuff and you have good history of Attack on Titan too. So um, it'll be nice. It'll be nice to roll with you. But without further ado, dude. Um, just broad scope, man. What did you think of this episode itself? Obviously, we had episode one, which is a lot more action based, but I feel like we had a lot more contextual and important information flowing through with this episode, too. Yeah, I agree. I mean, there is a lot, a lot to unpack. I know you and I talked a little bit before we, we got started on this, but um, yeah, I, I, like I said, I agree with everything that you said about a lot of context, um, a lot of uh, I guess history um, on um, the Beast Titan. A lot of history of uh, what's his what's his name? <laughs> Zeke, dude. This, Zeke. this yeah, is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Dude, uh, this is yeah, what the podcast a... game is like. Yeah. So it's uh, whenever whenever you the second that it starts hitting the record button hits, anything mm-hmm. useful that you had in your mind slips out. But yeah, exactly, yeah, Zeke. Exactly. So I think that's a perfect way to jump in because that's kind of the main person that we saw at the very beginning with inform- interesting information and stuff like that. But uh, so I want to hear your perspective on this. I wasn't exactly sure if this meant that um, Zeke was actually Grisha's son, because we know that he had a, he had a child, a child or two um, before mm-hmm. he left Marley. But um, essentially that was just like the biggest, like, you know, mic drop they could have had on us for just the intro itself. So are you thinking yeah. that he's a, his son, like legit or that he like studied under him as like a son? Mm, that's a great question. Um, so if I remember back to the past seasons, I thought that was one of the big reveals was Zeke was one of Grisha's sons. Um, he was the half brother of Aaron, I believe. That was what, it, what was mm. said in the past season. Um, so I'm under the belief that he is the son of Zeke and uh, Dinah. And uh, from what we learned in the past seasons, that Dinah was one of the last remaining people of uh, the royal bloodline. Yeah. 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 That's a, a good, like, this is what I'm telling you guys. This dude has some excellent Attack on Titan history. <laughs> He's a historian with this stuff. Um, and I think you're exactly right. And then that kind of solves um, the moment when Colt was talking to Zeke when they left the meeting, when Zeke implored the commanders and generals to let them back in to finish Operation Paradise. I, you know, this, this then after that, Colt was asking him about how he's such an amazing beast titan. And he was saying that um, he's only revealing his secrets, which the most important one was uh, how he wipes his ass. <laughs> when Colt becomes a Titan, which was funny, pretty funny, especially on that route of kind of something so serious. And I'm not exactly sure if Zeke knows he's actually uh, of Royal bloodline um, because it seemed like he's being quite candid with Colt mm-hmm. um, to a point And he didn't give anything away at that, at that end at all. So yeah. who knows on that, but yeah, I actually have a question for you though. Yeah. Um, what's up? Do you think there was more disgust off, I guess, quote unquote, off camera? Because I feel like Mm. it kind of just like stopped in the middle of something that was like his big secret or something like that. Yeah. Well, there was um, I know that he was talking about his memories and stuff and being that, you know, of course, Colt is going to have all of those. But uh, I'm sure that there's a lot more contextually that we're missing, because once again, dude, um, Colt's going to be the runner up of Zeke and it looks like Colt's involved in all of the warrior meetings and everything like that. And I'm sure he also has taken the time to actually get, get to know Zeke. And like Zeke said in his, um, you know, in the meeting when he was, uh, advising or counseling, um, 
he had, even though he wasn't the, being truthful when he said, uh, I don't think that Colt can, you know, like take up the beast Titan in full and its full potential. I think that he spent enough time with Colt to actually have everyone believe that what he was saying is quite truthful and like, you know, good information. So I'm yeah. guaranteeing that the relationship is a lot deeper than we have even had privilege to um, understand. So uh, long, long answer of saying, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay. And, and, uh, Moving forward, um, this is kind of a, so we're going to be pulling things from different parts of the episode, but um, right after that, the commander, shoot, see, I'm, see, I'm missing it too. I think it starts with an M, the general that we saw in the first episode, he talks about the potential of them going back in and kind of the current state of affairs. So av- over the past three years, the uh, Marley con- continent has sent uh, scout ships and a total of 32 over and none of them is, have came back. So essentially saying that um, it's a black hole and they're going to need to bring some serious firepower right there. And so asking Zeke about this, cause he's the most knowledgeable about kind of the f- affairs of the um, you know, as far as Titans go over there and their game plan and what they should be threatened by. He kind of thinks that it's probably Aaron and somebody else who's taking out those ships, which obviously we know it's going to be Armin there, right? Or do you think that there's something else going on? Uh, I mean, I don't think so. I mean, we didn't get any, I guess, any any indications of other Titans um, other than Aaron and Armin. Um, Mm -hmm. So I believe that it's Aaron and Armin, but you never know. I mean, this show is known for giving you plot twists left and right. So I wouldn't be surprised or shocked if there was something new on the horizon for us that we don't know about yet. Yeah, man. One thing that I'm I'm fully anticipating and um, I'm I'm sure I'm sure I'm not going to put too much stock into this, but I have a eerie suspicion that when we're going to see like, you know, when we're going to visit back into the kind of the country that we're used to on the island, we might see um, the potential of the actual Annie's Titan um coming into play hopefully because i mean it's been about three years since they left the island maybe they've been able to chip away at it or if you can swallow that crystal hole or something like that but a third titan in the mix granted they would need the serum but with historia at the command i'm thinking that they have a lot more um you know resources um, to their disposal and stuff like that but uh another kind of just harebrained idea thrown out there but um yeah. So anyway, to, idea, <laughs> yeah. If dude, I can uh, interject really quick. Oh, of course, um, dude. Yeah, I, I feel like also on top of that, like after what was it four years? I think is what we're we're at now, or is it nine? So, uh, so it it depends on like how you actually count. Um, mm-hmm. From the time that they got over there, I believe, if I'm if I'm remembering right. Um, it kind of gets hairy because people keep on saying like five, four, nine, all of that mm-hmm. stuff. But I, and three, because we've had in the last three years, they've sent over, um, those scout ships. But what I'm thinking is we are actually, so they, it started when, um, Reiner was 12. And so it continued five years. So Tilly was 17. And oh, then okay. after that, so that's the first five. And then in between there. I think that, yeah, yeah, the four year war. Okay. And then also though, throughout that time, there's also been, um, three years of them sending scout ships over. So during that war, um, a year into that war, they've been sending scout ships over. But if you think about the timeline there, that's actually not enough for the 13 years for Reiner and the beast Titan to, um, Mm -hmm. to have their clocks tick up. So I'm thinking that, um, Reiner either, um, he has to be, you know, 12 to 13, um, 12 plus 13 equals 25. He has to be 24 right now. So, you know, we're missing, we're missing a couple years. Um, yeah. and I'm not sure actually how to do the math on that. Maybe I'm just kind of, um, being fog brained, but am I missing something or are there years unaccounted for here? Uh, see, you're a lot better than me at knowing the years and stuff, but what I was trying to get at is just like, the advancements in the technology that they would have in parodies too. Um, because as mm-hmm. we know, like they're full of rich resources and stuff like that. 
Um, so I'd be, I wouldn't be shocked to see if there was um, just a growth in, in advancements of, in technology and stuff like that. Also, just kind of adding into what you were saying a little bit earlier about um, Aaron and Armin and just what they've been up to the last nine to four years, however many years you want to put. Yeah. Yeah, dude. I'm, I'm fully expecting kind of like the uh, classic Naruto. They come in and they're looking like full grown men and they have like these cool new tricks and stuff. And, you know, yeah. you can imagine just in that little time frame, we've seen them uh, get the power of those like rocket propelled, uh, like, you know, mm-hmm. RPGs essentially that they have on their wrists. So I'm sure that they're coming with spice. And it's like, yeah. we also have Mikasa as like a full grown woman. She was That's wrecking was say. <laughs> all living things before as like a teenage girl. So it's just going to be sick to see, dude, to yeah, be honest. We haven't forgot about Levi either. Oh, son. Yeah. Uh, the hardest. Yeah. Um, dude, and that, so that's actually a good um, segue to what I was going to say next, which is after that anticipation of sinking 32 battleships, Zeke actually mentions that we're going to need some support. And um, if I'm going to be playing kind of like a episode surgeon here, I think that at the very end of the episode, we talk about the Warhammer Titan that is from the Tybus or the Tiber family. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking that that is the Titan that we need for the support to actually save the ships going through. So if we do see this Warhammer, I think that it'll play a big, big role in the actual entry of what's going to be going on and how they're going to be getting onto the island of Paradise in the first place. Yeah. I agree. Uh, I feel like this this Titan is going to be one of them that like we've never even seen before. Like I feel like they're going to have. So I don't know what kind of powers they're going to have, but I feel like it's going to be pretty nuts. And I think Aaron and the rest of the gang are going to be going to kind of be caught off guard a little bit as to what what they're going to they're going to see when they come back. Yeah, man. And you got to think too, it's just like the, the normal scope of these things. If they're so logical and reasonable about naming these Titans. So it's like Reiner has the armor Titan. There's mm-hmm. the beast Titan. There's the cart Titan. There's the jaw Titan. And then all of a sudden we have a thing called Warhammer. You got to know that that thing's bringing some sauce. So yeah. it's like, why all of a sudden does this thing have such a badass name? I'm assuming it's because it is well-founded and uh, we'll, we'll see why hopefully. Yeah, and it sounds like from uh, from the episode that they're well-respected and well-known among the Eldians, um, mm-hmm. just from what they said about like how they're living in mansions, and um, it seems like just everyone knows something about them, like they have done something to help their cause, and they're just, I just feel like they're super well-respected, and um, they just know what's up, and I feel like that's just their, their ace up the sleeve, I guess. Yeah, man. Yeah, I think that, uh, dude, that's actually another interesting point that you just made, that the the actual family and the presence itself will actually play a factor in this war in some way of mm-hmm. either gaining more support so they can send more troops over or anything like that. Um, not only the Warhammer itself or themselves will play a factor, but just the existence of this family or the presence of this family um, in this war. and switching gears a little bit this is something that i realized that you have a lot more knowledge than i do um essentially when the next scene that we see it's actually reiner and he's sleeping in his bed has this terrible dream and i think the dream is actually about the first you know when he was on the island paradis but Gilliard is there and so that's obviously the jaw titan and we learn a lot about him and first of all, we learned that his brother was Marcel. And I'll, Chris, I'll let you take the rest of it because it sounds like you know a lot more about kind of the um, the history of this as being the Titan historian than I do. So get after it. <laughs> uh, I, I guess just from what I understood from the past season is that I believe it was Reiner, Berthold, Marcel, and uh, Annie. Like they were the four who came over to the island however long ago it was um and as they were i guess traveling towards um i can't remember the the place where they live right now but um where aaron and armin live um but what i got out of it was that uh, marcel was eaten by ymir who was turned into a titan a little while back um and that's how she gained the jaw titan 
Um, mm. And then from there, um, Ymir went back. If you remember from past seasons, uh, we remember that Ymir went back with uh, Reiner and Zeke at the end of, I think, season three. Um, and then it flashed back in this episode to, I believe it was Gilliard eating uh, Ymir to get her jaw tightened back to, um, I guess, his family line. Or sorry, yeah. Gilliard. Gilliard ate Ymir. Yep. Yeah. And uh, I guess there's a lot of things that, um, you know, that opens up the can of worms. One, um, there does that indicate that Ymir for the longest time, I think she's she was alive for hundreds of years. Right. Because of the you know, she was once praised as this like ancient like she was the, um, the bloodline of Ymir. Her real name wasn't Ymir at first. Right. She was some sort of orphan. They yeah. cut her. Um, and then she spent like years and years as a Titan so long that she actually was like sleeping and then got buried under the dirt and then yeah. woke up and ate. Yeah. Um, Marcel. And so all of a sudden now she can turn back into a human. I'm not sure if that was by the aid of Marcel or not. Um, mm-hmm. and then one, two, does that, does that also mean that, uh, Ymir's changed or Titan didn't really change from there and then. So it's like, is it almost like this thing where, um, if you're a Titan and then you eat another Titan, um, you don't get their power right away and it has to be the next person that takes it. Or, I mean, there's a lot of questions to be answered there, or it could be that she was kind of already the jaw Titan. And, and my notes, I said, could there be more than one variant of the same Titan? So yeah. was Ymir and Marcel the same type of Titan and they happen to have two of them? Um, and why, why would that be, be the like redundant one of course. And then also, yeah. Is that like, you know, Marcel's memories would be with Ymir, right? And Gilyard didn't say anything about Marcel's memories, but it was more about Ymir's memories um, mm, of yeah. Reiner going through all of that stuff too. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like we're going to learn. I, I don't think Ymir is gone yet in a way. Like I feel, mm. I feel like we're going to learn a lot more about her later on. Because I still feel like she's a lot, a lot more important than we think. Um, yeah man but yeah that's an interesting thought on the different like having more than one variant um because i just like because the jaw titan is one of the nine right yeah yeah so i don't know because that would just kind of abolish i guess the the specialness (laughs) for lack of a better word um of the nine Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying but at the same time um Sorry, I think I cut you off. But at the same time, that that also means that if the Jaw Titan was one form, um, does that mean that Ymir was her own type of Titan and then um, actually like eclipsed one of them? So it's almost like she cannibalized one. So it's like down one, even if they were two of the same. Or did she just kind of continue the line? Um, there's a lot to be answered there. And hopefully, hopefully you're right. And we learn a lot more about Ymir and all that stuff because for being such a, like a, a deep and like history rich character um, in something where I don't even think like, why would she even just let herself get eaten like that? Like she looked tired and beaten up when Gilliard yeah, was about to, to eat her. But um, that doesn't seem like the normal Ymir, right? Like she was yeah. in it to win it for Historia. Um, and then all of a sudden she's kind of like, uh, you know, submitting to the people that were going to destroy Historia in the first place, right? Because that's all that Marley wants to do is just take mm-hmm. out um, the people from that island. Yeah, and get the founding titan back. The founding titan power. Yeah, I, guess. I feel like that's the ultimate goal. Mm-hmm. Um, which yeah, reminds yeah. me, Aaron has two of the powers, right? He has founding titan and the attack titan. Annie's power, right? The hardening. Yeah, attack titan. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's okay. correct. Okay. Um, and I'm not. I think that's through the needle. Like there was an extra needle and like Rod Reese's weird experiment or oh. something like that. No. So he got the founding Titan power and the attack Titan power from his dad. Cause his oh, dad really? got the attack Titan from that, that guy um, right when he was about to get pushed off of the, the edge. If yeah. you remember back um, mm-hmm. that guy, the, the double agent guy, I can't remember his name. Yeah, um, dude. He had the attack Titan. And then Grisha got the attack Titan from him. And then Grisha came and went to Rod, 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 Rod Reese, Rice, Reese, I think. Um, yeah, either, either way is good, right? What's up? 
I said either way is good, but oh, sorry, okay. go ahead. Um, yeah, so uh, he got he went to Rob Reese, and then I think that's where he got the um, founding Titan power. So I believe Grisha had both and then gave it to Aaron. That's how Aaron has both now. I see. So this dude was playing a, a little bit of double duty on there. Um, yeah. That's cool. But once again, doesn't that answer the, or ask the question of like, that's obviously then two uh, Titan powers there. Because if he had the double mm-hmm. agent's power, um, then where did Annie get hers from? That's a good question. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't it's know. Because this game. that little, I remember you said something about that, that vial and that, uh, and that syringe or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe it was just a heart, like just a normal hardening power, but I, I could be wrong about that too. Mm. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's tons of, there's tons of things to ask and know, and it probably would take, um, you know, not only the anime, but probably reading of the manga to, to run through yeah. all this stuff. Cause there's, oh, yeah. there's so much information, man. And we're only yeah. getting part of it. Right. I'm getting deep in the weeds right now too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but to keep the, keep the episode and the episode review pushing on, once we learn a whole bunch of stuff about Ymir, Gilyard and all of that stuff, um, I think probably the most interesting part of this episode is kind of the, the play of Reiner's morality and as a human being, um, kind of how he sees things. And we get this from a couple weird things that go on. One, we, um, see Reiner meet the candidates. So we're talking about Gabby, uh, Udo. Uh, and then we figure out the, the young girl that's not Gabby. We figure out her name is Zofia. And then of course we have Falco as well. Um, he meets those guys, talks about, Hey, I'm fine. Um, you know, just talks about the war things just cause they were worried about them. Um, actually, let me actually take a couple steps back because there's something important that I missed here that I think contextually is actually kind of important. Number one, Pike is a woman. We see that she comes into, um, Reiner's room. And another really important thing is that she has the ability to stay in Titan form for a long time, um, two months in one go, which is actually really, really weird. And another thing too, is that we actually find out that, um, you know, she really hopes that she doesn't have to fight. Um, even though she's been fighting alongside of uh, uh, Gilliard the whole time, um, you know, it's almost like they forget their human form in a sense by the conversation they were having. Yeah. And not only that, but Chris, tell me if I'm wrong, but I'm thinking that she's actually extraordinarily smart, like yeah. just as a regular person. Yeah, she does seem very wise. I know we haven't really got to meet her very much and get like get to know her background, um, but just kind of from the interactions that she had with different characters, I feel like she is a, a bright, bright one. And she, she knows what she's talking about and stuff like that. And seems very wise. Um, do we, do we think that she's the, the cart Titan? Yeah, we know. We know she's okay. the cart okay. Titan. <clears throat> mm-hmm. uh, and it's also said in there that uh, she, she was the cart Titan for two whole months, like straight. Yeah. And so she kind of forgot how to walk. Right. And so that's why she's yeah. with the that's crutch. She has the crutches. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and in there, she kind of, uh, like that's, that's kind of her first meeting of her, but then we see her in kind of a little bit of other roles as well. Um, and anyway, so we, you know, we go through, uh, reverse back to when I was talking about Reiner meeting the cadet, the candidates again, saying hi to them. And then we see Reiner kind of a personality or kind of the PTSD of Reiner uh, come into play where he actually sees flashbacks of himself or of the candidates as, um, you know, when he was a candidate. So he saw Annie, he saw Barthold, um, he saw Gilliard, and then he saw a mystery guy, which I'm assuming was Marcel. Um, but I'm not sure uh, if I remember what Marcel looks like. So maybe you can confirm that for me. If you remember those um, people that he saw as recruits of himself, it was actually a brown haired guy with kind yeah. of tander skin. That was Marcel, right? Oh, I don't know, actually. I don't mm. remember what he looks like either. I did catch that that mystery person. Uh, I might have to go back and check check back on the old episodes and see if um, you can see his face again. But uh, honestly, I, I'm not sure. I, that was my assumption that it would be Marcel, but uh, you never know. It could be another 
random person that we don't know about. It could be Warhammer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I, I, I would say that uh, there's a low chance if Warhammer, because the Tiber family has kept that Titan yeah. in their family for such a long time, mm-hmm. that there's no way that they would need a cadet for that. But it would yeah, be for wise for them to like run through run him through as a warrior themselves. Cause I'm sure it takes a lot of training and um, you know, they go through a whole bunch of stuff with that. But um, yeah, I mean, who knows about this person? It could be Marcel or somebody else. Um, I Hopefully we find out more later, but we also see Reiner as he, um, as he looks as a kid and right before we pan to them going on the midnight train, there's also to Liberia where that's their hometown. We also see, that Pike is looking kind of over them. So Pike was the person that said, Hey, Reiner, you should go see the candidates. And then Pike's now watching the interaction, which is kind of weird. Um, I don't know why they put that. And, you know, I don't know about you, but I feel like now any single little thing they do, I'm like, dude, that's was totally on purpose. And I'm trying to figure out why. Yeah. It's hard not to, not to read too, like, I guess read too much into things. Mm -hmm. Um, But I'm totally on the same page, man. Like, every single little frame and shot that they have in this, in these episodes, I'm like, Oh, what is that? Like that, that means, yeah. that means something like, and it's just, I don't know. I feel like they're just giving us little pieces of information that will all fit together in one awesome ending, you know? Yeah. Yeah, dude. It all will all coalesce. And then there will be one epiphany moment where we're just mm-hmm. like, Oh gosh, we figured it all out. Um, yeah. Doubt it. Cause I know how these guys <laughs> do it. But um, and I'm not I'm not as I'm not as sharp as they are, but uh, hopefully we're on the right track. But anyway, so we're on this midnight train, and um, and once again, this is all about like Reiner character development, as far as I'm mm-hmm. concerned. One, um, I, I want to see if you picked this up, Chris. But did you notice that Reiner was actually in the back with like the regular soldiers and the candidates? like having a good time. And then all the actual warrior Titans and the generals were in the upper cart, just like being like very quiet and stayed. It's like, why was Reiner even back there? Did yeah, you notice I that? I did. I did. I don't really have any assumptions or anything like that, but I did notice it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so I think that this is uh, obviously super important, but we actually get a really meaningful interaction between Falco and Reiner. And I think that they kind of saw each other as, you know, thinking the same thing as they, they're living this like life with a horrible demise and end. And it's inevitable for them. You know, they, they're used as weapons. Um, If you're skilled enough to become a Titan, then you have a horrifically violent and hard, short life. And then you're done. And, um, this actually, so this is actually probably one of the strongest proofs or evidence that we see Falco being Reiner's, um, you know, kind of a replacement. Uh, or do you think that this is still a red herring? Uh, I don't know. Um, I, I wanted to ask you, did you notice when they were talking, Reiner saying, like, he almost said that Gabby was going to guarantee to get the Attack Titan? But then he said that Falco was going to be the one to like save her from the dark future that, that yeah. was ahead of them. What do you think about that? Dude. So this is, um, this is why this is the thing I think about as far as like both of their acknowledgement of kind of, it seems like they're becoming similar as people just because of the thing of, um, one, um, they both see that this is kind of a horrific end. And especially since Reiner cares about Gabby a lot, being that they're family, um, yeah. this is something I haven't said yet, but we figure out a couple minutes later that they're cousins. Um, and also that there's so much promise in her being so sharp and um, capable that, um, you know, it's almost like she doesn't know what is coming and only Falco yeah. and Reiner see see it happening where it's like this horrific demise falco even mentions that she's gonna die at 27 um and just a little side note i want to hear from you um do you think there's anything meaningful from you know reiner is gonna die at 25 uh, from the titan curse that lasts 13 years so he was actually injected at 12 um we have gabby who's actually 14 which means 
if she is 13 years, like starting now, or she's 13 because next year's the last year for these guys. So either way, they have a 13 or 14 year old in a war. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? It's nuts. Like, can, can you think about yourself as a 14 year old being in that situation and making those decisions and seeing yeah. like all of the horrific things happening around you? Like, I feel like that would call it, like, I, you, you see it in Reiner a little bit. Like, he, he has a lot of serious PTSD issues. Um, and mm-hmm. so I, it's just, it's crazy to me that the Marlians would be so, I guess, heartless and ruthless towards them just because, like, that's something that a 14-year-old should never go through in an anime or in, in regular life in general, in my, in my humble opinion. <laughs> Yeah, no, I think a safe bet, Chris. I think um I think you're you're in good company with that one. Uh and also, dude, this is a this is another thing to note is that um this year's been going this war's been going on for fourteen years. Contextually, they seemed really comfortable with them being on the battlefield. So I'm sure that they this wasn't their first Fourier out there. Um and then also Reiner was battle hardened and sent over to another, you know, on the island of savages, in quotations. Um, at the age of 12. So it's like, obviously these, um, you know, they think of the LEDs as just, you know, disposable. Uh, I mean, it, I mean, it could be that um, another thing, they could have given Reiner the uh, power a little bit later as well. So yeah. he's over there um, and then he comes back. Uh, Cause I think 12 is a little young to be doing the recruit training, but uh, maybe it is that age. And um that's when he got the Titan power, but it's, it's incredibly um, shocking to see the violence in there. And another thing too, is like, you know, Marley has this kind of um, thing in them. Of course they really dislike the LUDs, um, but they also, the acknowledgement was when Udo saw the prisoners of war getting, getting put on the ship to go back to their country of saying like, knowing that they're going to say horrific things about Marley and saying, you know, they literally killed a whole bunch of people by mm-hmm. shipping them, sending them off that blimp and then turning into Titans and then just plumbing the earth as a weapon. Yeah. So it's, um, they're, they're savages and it's kind of hilarious to see, uh, you know, the viewpoint of the people on the Island as savages as well. Uh, yeah. but even worse than them in a sense. Yeah. It almost seems like, uh, I guess the creators of this entire show are like, they're, it almost like to me, it almost seems like they they want you to side with the Marlians a little bit. I don't know, if, like you feel the same way, but I kind of get that vibe a little bit. Like they want us to like, be like oh, like they like we should understand like why they think this way and stuff like that. Uh, but I don't know. That, that's just me. I so I think that um, there's obviously a really good reason to do that, and uh, from a storytelling perspective, I want you to think about all the stories that you've ever felt that were compelling that didn't forcibly or kind of uh, either like less forcibly persuade you into either understanding the villain or actually liking them. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what they're doing is um, yeah, it, it's sure. a much more dynamic and uh, touching story. If you can see both sides of the story itself, not just yeah. one sided. These people are good. These people are bad. The good guys should win type of thing yeah i agree true that to um in all all passions and or you know all intentions of being a pun to get this train back on the tracks <laughs> we keep um, going off track i'm sorry guys. Just get off. <laughs> yeah no 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 this is good stuff this is good stuff dude um this uh so we get off the boat or get off the train uh, one other thing, um, Pike is actually pretty kind and generous. Uh, she buys all the alcohol for the guys. Uh, this is briefly mentioned, um, not nothing too important, but once again, Pike is somebody who's new to kind of our universe and understanding watching the anime. So I think it's important to kind of highlight, um, you know, instances where we see her character, but going over, we actually see everyone with their parents. And the one thing that I found really interesting, Chris, and um, I'm kind of going to just jump to this, but um, if that is right, and Zeke is Grisha's son, why is, why does he have grandparents? 
Um, I believe the grandparents were also mentioned in uh, the past episode. Um, Because I I think what happened was Grisha and Dinah were a part of like the the rebel faction of the Eldians who were going up against the other Eldians who were actually siding with the Marleans. Yeah, yeah, um, kind of like the hard, hardcore. Like I thought, those were the followers of Ymir, the the bloodline yeah, lovers. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I believe that there was kind of a rift between. Um, I don't know whose side of the family, like Dinah's. I don't know if they're Dinah's parents or Grisha's parents, but either way, um, I feel like there was a rift between those two, and then um, Zeke sided with his grand grandparents. Um, other than his parents um you remember when uh zeke kind of dimed out grisha and dinah about what they were doing yeah. and that's how this i mean that's how everything unfolded really actually mm-hmm. i don't think about it the um yeah so that means two things obviously zeke's a fat narc yeah and two um the thing that i find interesting is that um somehow they didn't kill the grandparents because like, mm. like Reiner said, um, talking to Falco just moments or minutes before that, you know, just Falco mentioning something that is anti-Marleyan in a way or anti-warrior, his mm. whole family could get murked and be yeah. just like Titan fodder. So it's like, how do we see that uh, Zeke's grandparents are there? Uh, maybe it's just like a small incongruity, but um, or yeah, they just did true. it different back in that day. But I just find it um, kind of a out of character, out of place. But anyway, um, the show goes on. And um, so I want, I want you to actually explain this dinner scene with um, Reiner's family and then Gabby's family as well. Um, Because I, I think it's a super interesting and gorgeous how they kind of did it as storytellers, but I want you to kind of explain this thing first. And then, uh, um, then I'll come in and talk about it too. Okay. Um, so basically what, what happened is they were also in a dinner and, um, we learned that Gabby is, uh, Reiner's cousin. And then, um, I believe it was Gabby's dad. He kind of started asking Reiner about what was going on, um, on the island the last five years. And that's when Reiner goes into, um, his spiel about what was going on. And, um, it was really interesting, like how he was kind of explaining how, um, these these people were living on the island uh but i guess the devilish people that they they call them um yeah uh shoot i'm losing all of my train of thought right now um dude you're good um i think you 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 nailed it so far and um that that was the super interesting part of it all is the way that reiner described it mm -hmm. um so tell me if uh tell me if you were seeing it differently but from my perspective it, it's almost like Reiner like switches back and forth um, inadvertently oh, between being kind of like a, like a warrior and being somebody who's like exposed to th- this other group of people. So at first he's saying um, it's almost like it's like, if you read it, it seems totally incongruent because he says, you know, this Island is full of just horrific savages. And you're thinking like, like if you just think of that, mm-hmm. uh, and then the next following sentence talks about how, um, for you guys that know, obviously Sasha, um, he talks about how this horrible savage um, took a potato and started eating it when they're being talked to. And the, you know, when he, she got in trouble, she, uh, you know, split the potato in half or like, you know, split the potato and gave some of it to the guy that she was getting in trouble with, her commander. And um, the thing that he says is, you know, he's like, and it wasn't even an equal split. There's just no consideration with them. It's yeah. like, wait, are we, weren't we just talking about savages? Now we're talking about people that aren't splitting potatoes right. So <laughs> this is where I think that it's like he's he's on the verge of just kind of like, he's just like teetering barely. Um, and, you know, I think he's barely going to keep it together. And um Another thing that I found so cool about this scene, Chris, is that in it, slowly but surely, you can hear the music getting like more freaky and freaky and freaky. Yeah. Um, the more Almost that he like describes the story. 
Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And uh, it like it's more and more exciting, even though the things that he's saying are like humanistic things. Right. So it's like he talks about a guy who's like super selfish and then somebody else who is um, really worried about what other people think of them. Somebody who went to the bathroom uh, and they didn't even remember why they went. Um, And then, of course, I think he mentions Aaron saying that he's like single track minded. And that's where it like kind of explodes right there. Um, or, or does he say, uh, maybe I'm missing the, the, the kind of the timing on this, but he says that there's a whole, a whole bunch of people over there, like all kinds of people. And then we were over there as well. And so it's, yeah, it's almost like they turned from savages into people without him even noticing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's kind of like a clear picture of Reiner, um, his mentality just kind of like fracturing all over the place being that he was exposed to these people. Number one, I think he was actually acting different because Gilliard accused him of acting like his brother, um, seeing him through Ymir's stuff as far as him being reliable over there. And it seemed like he was actually a better human being talking about, um, you know, he was more reliable over there or something like that. And um, I don't know. I think that he's obviously going to be one of the most interesting characters to track throughout this, but uh yeah. Um, what a crazy scene, right? Yeah. I, I definitely, Reiner's been an interesting character to me throughout. Um, but going back to what you mentioned about, like, there, like when he said there, there are people on the island, um, I don't know if you remember this, but Gabby uh, actually was like, like, there's actual people over there. Like, they're not all, like, I think she mm. said that like, they're all like demons or something like that. Like, right? Yeah, devils. Uh, She's like, yeah. yeah, but they're all devils, right? Yeah. So I don't know. It's just interesting, like the way that the the, El- the I guess the Marley and Eldians, the way they think about the people on the island, and like it seems like they're like trained to think. Like obviously they're trained to think in that that way, but it's kind of funny to me that like they're like they're the same as them. Like they're, they're actually the same race as <laughs> as those people. So like why would they why would they be any different? Like you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I don't understand. Yeah. And it's like, they were even more peaceful because they ran away, not wanting to, you know, fight and use, you know, yeah. be treated like second class citizens. Literally be enslaved by his people. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's crazy, man. Um, the, and you know, there's just kind of, uh, it shows kind of the uglier sides of it all too. Um, mm-hmm. with, uh, of course, also at the end of this too, it's like uh Reiner's actually well number one we see a warrior commit suicide not a warrior but one of the soldiers commit suicide by jumping off the the top of his building which number one the building wasn't very high so it's like what a cry for help if yeah. you're jumping off of a two-story building because you can't oh, either yeah. um, hang yourself or do anything else or maybe it was a public display right to, mm. to have other people see it but um there's a there's also at the end, just like pure worry that um, Reiner has to go back into it, um, you know, and that's like one of the last moments of the episode that we see, right? Yeah, I did notice that. It's, um, and what do you think, like, of course, now we know a little bit more about um, about Reiner. We obviously know the situation as far as them trying to get the Warhammer family involved. Um and them, of course, making moves to get the founding Titan because their backs against the wall against the other continents and countries, and they're just not technologically advanced enough. Um, there's also worry from the Marleyan perspective. There's worry from the the um, Eludean perspective that are on Marley, seeing like, hey, if we're not going to be used for anything, then they're just going to get rid of us because they hate us already. Um, there's just a whole bunch of angles that are adding pressure to this. Where do you think next episode like lands us? Mm. Uh, I definitely think that we're going to meet someone from the Tiber family. Uh, mm. And then from there, I, I don't know. I'm hoping that we're going to be able to see Aaron and Aaron and the gang um, at least once, uh, but I don't know if it's going to be next episode. Um, I do think next episode is going to have a lot of, a lot more history and contextual things like, like we did in this one. Um, so I'm kind of looking forward to that. Uh, looking forward to getting to know more about Reiner, maybe more about Falco too and his family and, um, and stuff like that. And I keep forgetting about Zeke 
Uh, we're going to learn a lot more about Zeke too, I think, too, in the next episode. Dude, that's what I'm really hoping, man. I, I think that Zeke's a really interesting character. I want to figure out how he actually wipes his ass. Um, there's some <laughs> theories I have, but <laughs> they can always be uh, refined. But yeah, I think I would really like to see the Warhammer, the Tiber family, um, more information about Zeke. And I'd really like to see also the connection between Reiner and Falco and to see mm-hmm. how that kind of plays out as well. Yeah. Uh, going back kind of to when Reiner had that flashback of seeing his, him and his friends, like right before they were leaving, you know, that scene that I'm talking about. Um, um, yeah. As, as all candidates. Yeah. So right when like Reiner was like said, wait or whatever, you see Falco in Reiner's position. So I feel like that was, you remember that? <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I thought, I thought Falco was um, actually in, oh, actually, dude, holy cow. Dude, that's actually an amazing call. That Dude, that is such a, dude, they're legends for that. They literally, yeah, it's almost like um, the group is leaving. Falco's the one left behind. And then he's like, he catches up to the group. And then it's like literally another flashback of Reiner. And then Falco's or Reiner's exactly where Falco was. Dude, that's actually an amazing call. Yeah. So I'm wondering if they're like, they're trying to make it seem like that. Like Falco was on the same path as Reiner, but I feel like they're building up on that. And then he's at some point going to split off from where Reiner was going. Cause like, I'm in full belief that Falco is going to join Aaron and then at some point I don't know about you but but I do think he's I think Falcon's gonna have kind of this moment where he realizes that like the situation that he's in is is not the one not an ideal one and not one that he fully believes in because I feel like there's little little pieces of information that you see throughout the just the last two episodes when we're with Falco that he's just completely different from the rest of the people that he's with and I just feel like his personality and his character aligns more with the the people on Heritage Island rather than than Marley. What do you think? Yeah, man, I you're probably right. I find that there's um they're obviously taking the time to actually illustrate this huge character difference between between Falco, his peers, and everybody else. And um, you know, they're taking the time to also align him, like I was saying before, with Reiner. So um, there's definitely going to be an interplay. I'm, I would be shocked to see. I, I would say that Falco has a lot easier time switching to the other side than Reiner does. Mm-hmm. Um, just the institutionalization of the dude. Um, even though we see he's on the teetering edge, it's almost like he's going to have to destroy everything he loves and knows to, um, you know, hop back on to the Aaron train. And to be honest, I think they would try to kill him before he had a chance to even. Um, talk about Mm it yeah um but dude i i actually find that that's actually a pretty interesting theory and um (laughs) the more and more i'm watching the more i'd bet money that um that falco gets reiner's power but um i'm not sure if that's going to be on recommendation of reiner or even gabby um you know something happens to gabby in a sense um because You know, there's no reason why she shouldn't get the power, but uh, obviously something's going to have to happen for that to happen. Yeah, I feel like I definitely think Gabby's going to get the power, mm. but I just feel like she, she, like like you were saying earlier, like she doesn't like. Uh, you were saying that like she, I feel like she doesn't feel like fully know what she's getting herself into. Like I feel like yeah. she's still kind of naive, um, but also like super cocky and like really thinks that like she's this I don't know, this God given person to the Marlins who's gonna save everyone. Um, but I feel like that's gonna be her huge downfall. And I think that's where Falco's gonna come in and get that power from her. But like at the same time, like Falco would have to turn into a Titan and then eat her in order to do that. So I don't know. It's gonna be interesting for sure. Yeah, man. Um yeah, I mean that's that's the that's the safest call we can ever make now. It's, it's going to be interesting. We have uh, we're two episodes in. From what I've read, we have sixteen fully, so fourteen episodes to go, and there's going to be a lot of information in those episodes. But I still can't fathom how they're going to smash so much into so little and like tie up all the storylines, um, have the war 
between, you know, Paradis and Marleans and all that stuff. But it's a, uh, it's going to be amazing, man. And um, I truly can't wait, dude. Yeah, same. I, I do have one more question for you, though. Well, you hit me with your best shot. <laughs> how many episodes do you think, like, how many episodes in do you think until we see Aaron and everyone else on Paradis? Ooh, dude, that's a really good question, man. You know what? I think the way that they're actually going through this, excuse me, I think the way that they're actually going through this, I'm willing to say episode five. So um, two more. So we, we need episode three, four, and then five, we might go through it just by the way that they're actually kind of um, adjusting this stuff. But, um, you know, I'm just not sure, man. Episode yeah. five, I mean, it's just like kind of a loose bet at this point. I don't yeah, think totally. we're going to see anybody tomorrow or next episode. But what do you think? I was I was thinking around six. That, that is just a complete guess. Um, yeah. But I don't know. I just feel like there's still a lot of development stuff that needs to happen with um, the characters that we're with right now. Mm-hmm. And I feel like what, we're on four more episodes. Um, until six. So I don't know. I feel like they would get a lot, a lot in before we, we got there, but yeah, that that is my best educated guess on when we're going to see it. But I'm really excited to see for one, like what they look like after all this time. And um, also what, what the, the Island looks like itself. Like, I wonder if anything has changed with the walls and anything's changed with technology. And also very curious how Armin is, is doing with the colossal Titan. Yeah, man. I would do. That's what I was just thinking about. I hope he comes back and like looking battle hardened. Um, <laughs> I'm sure like, you know, he's going to be even more intelligent and it also, I mean, there's just a lot to go into it, but once again, man, I'm so excited to go through it. We'll definitely be hopping on this again. Um, and is there anything that you want to say to the, uh, about cast fans? Um, now that you're on uh, the only thing I can think of is thank you. Like thank Jordan, thank you for having me on here. It's a lot of fun doing this. Like this is probably obviously my first time I've ever done this, but I've had a lot of fun talking to you about this and look forward to to talking more Attack on Titan every every week. Yeah, man, bro. I mean, honestly, it's been an absolute pleasure. Um, it's just a conversation between, you know, really good friends talking about something that we both love. And, um, you know, thank you, number one, for being on here. And thanks for being a great, you know, co-host with me and guest. Um, You know, if there's uh, and also thanks to the fans who are listening right now, obviously a little bit longer, but a lot more rich, a lot more dynamic having another guest on the podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, And then, of course, you can be expecting another episode about the review on episode three next week. And um, I'll catch you guys later. Peace. Thank you.